Well, hello, hello, and welcome to today's show with Kristen. We are here with Hooked on Homeschooling. Today is going to be a real treat. I'm excited to introduce you to her today. She is a homeschool mom of five children, but what makes her situation and story so unique is she actually has two children that went through the public school system, or maybe three. Okay, I'll have to get that from her. And then two children that she is actually homeschooling since kindergarten. So we're going to get a really good bird's eye view of the school system versus the homeschooling. And we are going to kind of see where it goes. This is going to be a little bit different because I think there's going to be a lot of nice juicy details we kind of want to know because she's done both. So I am so excited to get this interview started and uh, find out all of Kristen's views on public school versus homeschooling. Friends, do you want to homeschool but don't even know where to start? Are you overwhelmed or frustrated with the current school system, or are you feeling like your child is always struggling? Are you ready to say goodbye to those tedious daily morning and evening routines and start something completely different? Is your child exhausted from being at school all day and homework at night, and are you feeling stressed or burnt out from an overly hectic schedule? Well, friends, I'm here to tell you, there is a better way, and it is homeschooling. Enjoy quiet and peaceful mornings. Show your child that learning is fun and help them develop their true passions and gifts. Hi, friends. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and course creator. I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to teach you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. All right, Kristen, thanks so much for being on my podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am good. Okay, so you have five kids. I have five, yeah. The first three went through the public school system, and the last two are twins, and they are the ones that I've homeschooled, and they've never been to any sort of school. Wow. So I know a lot of people listening, especially people who have want to homeschool and it's just like, okay, how do you not even send your child to school? So you can really explain it because you actually sent three children through the public school system. I'm assuming K through 12, except oh, yeah. the last one that you started. Okay. Yeah. And then the two, why you didn't. So go ahead and uh, tell us why then you ultimately decided to homeschool the two versus you sent the first three to, to public school. Well, I was hoping for better educational options and opportunities, and I wanted more time and a better relationship with my kids. I felt like the public school kind of drove a wedge between me and my older kids, and all the stresses and expectations they have, a lot of them are pretty outrageous, and it caused a lot of problems with my relationship with my older kids and myself. I really didn't want my kids to be exposed to the types of things that are going through the public school system, children teaching each other things that adult topics that they shouldn't know about. And every few years, it seems like it gets worse and worse with how early children are finding out about very inappropriate adult topics. 
Yeah, it's they're definitely learning younger and younger. So when you said, I thought that was really key when you said it kind of strained the relationship. I think a lot of moms do feel that, but they don't know if school's the issue. So when you're sending your child to school and they don't want to go, but they like have to go, that is going to put a strain. They are not wanting to go, whether they're having behavior issues, whether they're getting bullied, whether they're having learning disabilities and they're not keeping up. Something is not wanting that child to go. And the mom is probably saying to herself, well, I went to public school. I did just fine. Your your father went to public school. He did just fine. And your siblings. So what made you ultimately then want to keep your younger two home? Is there anything specific you want to share? I really didn't have a situation where my older kids were telling me they didn't want to go to school. Even the one that was having a lot of problems, he was a real trooper about it, and he still didn't give me a problem about going. It was a matter of how my son was being treated. He was not only being bullied by other students, he was being bullied by teachers and staff. He had severe learning problems. We were always going in to have the IEP meetings and always taking him to doctors and and trying to see anything and everything that could be done. But any IEP plan they ever made up for him was a complete joke. If they even partially followed through with any of the stuff they were going to do, there was never a time that he was ever on track or anywhere near being on track. And all he did is just kind of follow through in school and just kind of ride the waves, if you know what I mean. So he basically did almost all 12 years. What year was it when you pulled him out? Honestly, at this point, I cannot remember whether he, I believe he would have been 10th grade, possibly 11th, but I'm not completely sure. They really were very confusing about what grade they had him in academically once I got him to Winter Park High because of how severe the learning issues were and how he just wasn't able to catch up or make up or, or get anywhere near on track. But basically, we were constantly in with the IEP meetings again and again, constant calls mm-hmm. from the teachers. What about your other two children? How, how were they going along with the public school system track? They were both girls and they did very well. There was one minor bullying issue with my oldest and that was nipped in the bud pretty quickly. So then came along your your twins, right? You have two twins, a boy and a girl. Yes. No, two boys. Two boys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So now you have twins and knowing that, okay, so your older son definitely struggled through school, but the other two were fine. Did, did okay. So, so then when you had your two kids, the younger ones, what made you decide to homeschool? Cause do they have learning challenges or are they completely fine? And you just decided I'm going to homeschool instead of maybe your son didn't have a good experience or you were just done with the public school. I was done with the public school for a long time. I didn't like everything that was going on with my girls. I wasn't very satisfied with the school system. I think that because they they had no learning issues and they could do what was necessary to be done to get through school, it, it went well for them. But all the things that I had to deal with with my son and how they treated him and the way they talked to me even sometimes, I was... I was thoroughly finished with them, but what really pushed me is when my twins were born, they were born eight weeks early. I had preeclampsia, and they were very fragile. They had to spend one 28 days and one 30 days in the NICU. 
And they told us in the NICU that we should at least expect some learning disabilities, especially with the one that spent 30 days in the NICU. And the only reason that they had sent him home was because he started to decline after his twin was sent home. So they thought it was just best to send him back with his twin, which was really difficult. So you were told that one of your sons is going to have some learning challenges. So then you... you probably worked with him a little bit and you're like, I am not going to send him into the public school system because I don't want to go that route again. Actually, I mean, it didn't even get to the point where I, you know, thought that through when they were of age to start doing school. I started thinking about it when they were pretty little and I started researching alternative ways of learning, things that work better for boys, things that work better for learning disabilities and I really landed hard on Montessori and I really liked the also the idea of Reggio Emilia approach to learning. And I just spent every night while after everybody went to bed sitting on my computer just researching and reading and watching videos and finding the materials that I needed to to purchase or create or whatever. And by the time they were three years old, I was already doing Montessori type activities with them and everything. And I completely set up like their home environment under like the Montessori way. So there's a lot of, you know, differences in toys and activities that you would do. There's a lot of structure, but it's all fun structure, you know, with Montessori and everything. And when it was around the time that they would be going to preschool, we started hearing questions from family members, like, where are you going to send them when they going? Right. So So that's your uh, biggest challenge was figuring out how to handle the parent. So the one son that you are working with, with the challenges, he is now 15. Tell us about, let's finish on how he's doing now and all that work you put in mama to help him. How is he doing now? Okay. So at first it was really hard for him. He was having trouble even remembering the names of colors. There were some definite learning disabilities but I persevered through with the Montessori way of learning with a a bit of their Reggio Emilia activities right in the mix. And at this point, he, you wouldn't know that he had any learning problems. He's very on task. He has really overcome any of the learning disabilities that he had, and he's doing extremely well. He picks up materials very quickly and easily, and he's not having any of those difficulties that he had in the beginning. He was very frustrated, and it used to upset him, and sometimes he would even cry because he would he'd say, I'm stupid. I can't remember these things. And I would always say, well, no, that's not how it works. You just learn at a different pace than other people. And we're just going to keep doing this and you're going to remember. Wow. So, so you give yourself a pat on the back, all those late night researching all the different ways. That's so great. So based on your opinion, if you sent him into the school system, do you think he would be thriving like he is today? Absolutely not. (laughs) I, I, I fully believe that it would have been very bad for him. Not only did he have learning disabilities somewhat similar to my older son he also is very small for his age and those are two big things that put a nice big sign on your back saying I'm the target in the public school yeah yeah okay so now let's talk about your biggest struggle when you first started homeschooling you mentioned getting your family on board so tell us about that and then tell us how are they now 
we had a lot of comments in the beginning, especially my husband's father. He really felt strongly against homeschooling and really wanted them to be in a public school. He felt that he was a a big supporter of the public school and he pays his taxes. So he feels like his grandchildren should be there in the public school. But we (laughs) told them that that really wasn't the route that we wanted to go. And we wanted to at least give it a try at home. And if we felt that it was going really badly, that we would make a decision to see where to send them at that point or, or what to do. But eventually down the line, there weren't any comments made anymore. They don't really ask too much about school at this point. They just maybe make a comment today, like if they're on a conversation, what are you learning about now? Or what's your favorite thing that you're learning about? So it's gone from pretty negative to pretty neutral, I believe at this point. This was your husband's father. So your husband really had to be on board with this because if he was kind of wishy-washy about it, then when his dad was saying all those things, it, it could have went the other way and you could have potentially been sending your kids to school. I, I doubt it. However, it's hard when the family's not on board and they are so ingrained, like I did it. I went to public school. Your mom did it. Everybody did it. Why should we baby you, this child, and you not go to school? But it's so interesting. And I bet you can share, like you look at the public school system, you sent three kids through it. Then you look at homeschooling. It's like a ray of light. It's like, it's like you can do and be and create and become and do all these things you want to do, want to be, and you don't have to be boxed in. And if your child isn't keeping up, that's okay. Because as they get older, they won't feel so defeated because they weren't being told in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, that they're not smart enough. Maybe sixth grade, they decide that's where their brain kicks in and they catch up. But if they've been told their whole life, if they're in public school, they might never get to that point. And they'll always think that they can't catch up. So there's so many benefits with keeping someone home. And mamas, you've really got to really be strong about that. If you want to homeschool, take your your spouse or your grandparent or somebody to like a homeschool meetup and let them talk to other homeschool moms or have them listen to this podcast because there's so many great benefits than schooling. Schooling is a little different. It's not as safe as, as it was. And I people can argue with that, but there's a lot that's going on and, and we just want to keep them home and teach them way more things than what they would probably be taught at school and different things and things they're interested in. Ah, I mean, I can go on and on, but anyways. Okay. So let's talk about like different values. So you had mentioned about the, the strain on the relationship with your older kids and now your kids are teenagers. So I'm sure they're typical teenagers where they like to sit in their room, talk to their friends and a parent, we're just like afterthoughts right now. They know we love them, but their friends mean a lot to them right now. And tell us about like how that went as you were growing up with them and, and how they are now and that big S word socialization. Yeah, they're a lot easier to get along with. And they are a lot more, I think, loving than the three that I sent to public school. There's a lot of disconnect that happens with that because it's like they deal with it at school all day, the pressures of the work and things that they're not getting and the the rapport of their peers saying nasty things to them. Because, you know, my older girls, even though it went pretty well for them, there were times that they had to deal with 
ugly situations. And you spoke of school safety. I, I can't even tell you how many times schools were on lockdown because there was somebody on campus that either had a bomb or a gun or somebody in the neighborhood and, and they had to do lockdowns at the school. And, and that terrified my kids. They didn't want to be there, but they don't let you just go pick your kids up. You have to wait until they've cleared everything and, and they get released. And that could be hours. Yeah. And oh, it's so a really scary. terrifying situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of parents will even say like, oh, they should go to school. They should get bullied. They should. That's how they make friends and build this and build that. I completely disagree. I don't want to completely put... disagree on that. I mean, look at all the serial killers we have in America alone. I mean, look at their backstories and how they were treated when they were younger. Seriously. Yeah. So yeah, it's sure. If you want to, if you want to put some people through the public school system and think that getting treated badly by kids and teachers is going to put some hair on their chest or whatever, go ahead and think that. But then look at all of the very disturbed adults people. that that come out of that. Yep. Yep. Not everybody is meant to go to public school. It is not no. a, it's a system that's been around a hundred years or more and it's has not changed. And we are fitting a, we are, our nation as a whole has changed enormous, right? An enormous amount over time. Yeah, definitely. And this system is still the same and kids just don't learn the same some are so much more faster. Some get, yeah. it's so different. Like if you have a, a girl and a boy starting kindergarten and the girl's birthday was in November that previous year and the boy's birthday was August of that year and they start kindergarten together, that girl is going to be light years away from where that boy started. And that and public, has been a big problem. Definitely. It's huge. And the public school system doesn't say, okay, we'll put all the older kids in this kindergarten class and all the younger ones. They mix them together. Mm -hmm. And then you've got these girls who are bored because the teacher's working with the, the kindergartner that is having yeah. trouble keeping up. But it's not he's having trouble keeping up. It's just he's a boy and he has a, yeah, a summer they birthday. They learn differently. They want to play. that, And, oh, it just breaks my heart because once that child starts feeling like they can't keep up, they, they are going to always have that in their head and and it's really it can be very detrimental to them and it's really sad but anyway so when you have your kids home there's lots of things you can do in addition to education you can also instill values and different things like that so mm -hmm. what are the some of the things the second time around that you've been able to learn or that you you almost had like a second what am i trying to say a second go round you know what i mean like i have a 13 year old and then i have a four-year-old and I do think so different because, okay, that was so long ago. I'm older and wiser now. So yeah. my four-year-old is definitely ha has a different mom. So what are some of the things that you do differently with values and stuff like that? Well, I definitely do most everything different, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> when I was able to really sit back and reflect on my older kids and the way things went from early on through the public school system and everything, I came to realize that if things were done a lot differently, I think that they would have really thrived a lot better. I think that if my son with disabilities, that's 25 now, or almost 25, I think that if he were given the opportunity to either A, go to a Montessori school, or B, be homeschooled under Montessori or maybe another thing might have worked better for him. I don't know. I didn't get to work with him when he was young like that because I was pushed so hard by everybody that public school is where they're supposed to be. You better send them yeah. there, you know. So I 
really don't even know what sort of education model would have worked for him. I think his disabilities were somewhat similar to the one of my twins, but also extremely different and, and a lot more severe. Homeschool was really not spoken of. He was born in 1998. I mean, back then, I had some friends with children with autism, and they didn't even know what it was at first. There were multiple friends that kept taking their kids to doctors because of all these very strange things and all these developmental delays and such. And there were multiple times when my friend Jamie would get back to me and say I took him to another doctor and they still don't know what's wrong with him and then finally at some point her oldest child maybe closer to two and a half was finally diagnosed with autism and and he was born in the year 2000 that particular child but so even in the year 2000 autism really wasn't extremely well known and at some point later when my son who's now about to be 25 got to be sixth grade because they can only fail you so many times and then they have to push you into middle school and I do I do believe it's just once that they can fail them it might be twice I can't remember but so he got to sixth grade it went real badly I was getting called multiple times a week and it was usually one of the administrators calling and saying hey I'm really sorry to tell you this again but your son has been basically manhandled by another kid and is hurt and I'm going to need you to come and pick him up and he didn't do anything wrong they came at him and and he's okay but he's Mm -hmm. hurt and I can't even tell you how many of those calls I got. I mean, I was just on the the edge of my seat constantly with phone calls and waiting for the next one and hoping that the next one wasn't going to be that he was in critical condition in a hospital. Yeah. You know, it was really ugly, the things that they were doing to him, but... And and back then there, I, I mean, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but like now they actually have classes for kids who have learning disabilities, maybe. Does the public school system set aside like different classes? He was in the regular classes, but he also had to go to the special classes. He didn't qualify to be in complete inclusive gotcha. classes. Uh, okay. So he was in the regular classes and then they had him for at least two periods a day I think possibly three for the special education program so back then your son there he wasn't even even able to say mom can I be homeschooled because it wasn't even a thing like you didn't even think about it because there wasn't no I I didn't really think about it and at the point where he was I didn't even know what to do or where to start because I felt like too many years were lost and I wouldn't even know where to jump in with that situation so what advice would you give to somebody they're struggling with taking their child out of school, but they know that it's not working, but they're afraid that how am I going to homeschool? Let's say they can homeschool them, but they're like, what if it doesn't work? What if then I send them back to school? They don't keep up. Like what advice would you have for somebody who's, who is in your same situation? Cause a high school and sometimes middle, you can still work and your kid can stay home. If your kid is able to stay home, then you can homeschool. What kind of advice would what would you tell somebody? I would say get yourself down to that school and get your kid removed from the school, go home, sign up under one of the umbrella schools that are available for the state of Florida. My suggestion would be Florida unschoolers and I would suggest to unschool your your student who's struggling in public school and just start 
little bit at a time. Figure out what's a good subject to start with and just go slow. But letting them sit there and be miserable and drown in the public school system is never going to pan out. So if if you see that things are going really badly and you keep questioning, should I take my student out and homeschool my student? Yes, yes. <laughs> Listen to that little voice in your head and go ahead and do it because I really wish that I had just taken my son out when he mm-hmm. was in maybe third or fourth grade, probably more like third. And I really wish that I had other opportunities and, and more knowledge and that I would have found a better way to, to school him. I would have yeah. probably continued maybe to send my two girls to school and then got on track with him. And maybe at some point I might have even removed my other two from school at that point. But Okay, so... You unpacked a lot there. You mentioned unschooling and, you know, sign up with first the umbrella. So some people listening might not know what the umbrella is. And then also they might not know what unschooling is. But there's also another word I think in between. It's called de-schooling, right? Where, where... De-schooling, yes. That was another thing that I was going to mention is yeah. de-schooling is going to be the first thing that you were going to want to do. And, and explain why gotta... a mom would want to de-school. You've got to get that structured public school model out of your head and out of your kid's head. Yeah. Because public school and and homeschool are not supposed to be the same thing. And just because you removed your kid from public school and you're having them to try out homeschooling or however long that may be, you need to realize that your structure is not supposed to be exactly like the public school. You're not supposed to pretend there's 30 students in the class and that these are the only things that you can learn about. And, and it has to be whatever was in the, the textbook that was issued by your state. You, that's not how it works. Exactly. You, you figure out what model you want to be under and the way you want to learn or your student wants to learn and what works best for you. Yeah. And also when someone goes off to college, they take a few classes here or there. They might go on a Tuesday or Thursday. Why is it that public school is eight hours? Who made that rule? Is it because that's a work, a working mom, a working parent? That's the the hours that working parents work. So it's not saying school's a babysitter, but like you go to college, you only do a few hours. So why is it necessary to spend seven to eight hours a day and get all this information that the kids aren't even liking, needing, using. They're not able to pursue their own interests and find mm-hmm. out their their own passions because they're so bogged down with with schooling. And I love de-schooling. I know, I know it's a little bit, I like using that better than unschooling because I know when I first started homeschooling seven years ago and I heard of unschooling, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Who would do that? Oh my goodness. But as you're in the world and you meet other moms that are unschooling and you meet their children, it it is like, it's just, it's so refreshing to realize that there's a whole community out there of kids that are thriving and loving life and excited for what the future holds and don't have to feel like sitting in a classroom that the parent has to teach them eight hours a day because that is 30 students when you're doing one student that school could bang that out in two hours probably so that's what you need to do at home yeah yeah I just really like that homeschooling gives the opportunity that if you're going to learn about whatever let's just say a random history subject 
I have noticed that when we tackle those subjects here, I'm learning stuff that I had never even heard of when I was in school. And I, you know, did pretty well and paid attention yeah. quite well and everything in school. And all these details that we're going over now in school, I'm like, they're obviously isn't time for that, you know, and there's only so much they can put out in their curriculum because it has to be mandated by the school. The teachers can't do their own individual curriculum or they'll get fired, you know, yeah. They, yeah. they're not allowed to do that kind of thing. So, and they have you know, to stay on track yeah. each and every day. They can't get they off do. track. And they, that's so stressful. I mean, it's, yeah. Teachers have stress. The students have stress. The the principals. It's there's it's a, a lot of pressure model. on the teachers. Yeah, I've had many really teachers is. tell me that they do not like the curriculum. They think it's set up terribly, and that there are so many better ways to teach the students on any given subject. It frustrates the teachers, and then the types of reports and things that they're constantly supposed to be handing in takes so much time from what they could be doing with the students that it it's just a never-ending circle of not good, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's a never-ending circle of not good, to sum this up. So <laughs> thank you so much, Kristen. I think we unpacked a lot, and I think there's a lot of details and different things that people can learn that public school system, if, if your child is struggling and you feel like the answer to their struggles is homeschooling, go out there and get informed and, and ask around and maybe attend some of the community events and, and realize that it's so popular now that you're not an outcast, that it's so much better than it was probably, I mean, 25 years ago, my goodness, it, yeah. it wasn't even around. So this is, this is an amazing movement. And I think in years to come, more and more parents are going to homeschool. You don't want to have any regrets with your kids. Kind of like Kristen was saying that I could have, should have, would have done this. I don't think you're going to say I shouldn't have homeschooled. I should have left them in school. I don't think someone's going to say that as opposed to, I wish I would have taken them out sooner. And I think that's what everyone always says. The one regret they have is they yeah. wish they didn't take them out sooner. So thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing your story. Yes. And we really appreciate it. And I think people learned a lot. So have a great day and we appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, friend, before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and also reach more listeners who could really benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, happy homeschooling. Happy homeschooling.